Hi, you're listening to Commission, a podcast where we address a wide variety of topics within the Christian faith for collegians. My name is Laura Clement, and I'll be your host. This week's episode, we'll be tackling the topic of common excuses. With me, I have Candace Sir, Caleb Yu, and Evan Lee. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited for what you guys have to say. So before we get started, can you please give us a brief introduction of yourself, starting with Candace? Hi, um, I'm Candace, and I'm a second year graduate student. I'm getting my master's in speech pathology, um, and I love the local church, so I'm really excited about the topic today. Hi, my name is Caleb. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for inviting me uh, to just be part of the podcast. Um, right now, I work as an uh, as- admin assistant over in Anaheim, um, and yeah, I'm excited to uh, share a little bit about my experience in the church. Hey everybody, uh, my name is Evan. I'm currently a fourth year uh, business student uh, at Biola University. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Thanks, guys. So the first question I want to ask is, what is your history with church? Maybe this time we can start with Caleb. Can you give us a little background about that? Uh, yeah. So I, much like the rest of us actually on this podcast, we realized um, I grew up um, as a pastor's kid. I grew up overseas, actually, uh, in the mission field. So um, I've kind of been in the church for a long, long time. Um, Weirdly enough, was not a fan of going to church for a long time until high school. Um, And kind of grew uh, my heart. And God really worked in me, softened my heart, um, and to build a community there. And coming into college, and now I'm here over at Living Hope Community Church. So that's kind of been my journey till now. Perfect. Thanks. And Evan? Yeah, uh, I'm also a PK, so church has been around for as long as I can remember. Um, we, my family and I were, were kind of part of the, uh, I guess, smaller churches uh, growing up. So along with you know, sermon prep and things like that, we'd be there really early to either set up or to clean up and things like that. So Fridays and Sundays, everything I knew was just uh, going to church and staying till, you know everybody leaves. Um, I, along with Caleb, didn't really enjoy the early hours, um, but now <laughs> kind of going into high school and now into college, um, I've, I've learned to uh, really love the church and, and really love um, just the community that it has with it. Um, so being at Living Hope for the last, I think, what, three and a half years has been really great. Awesome. And Candice, can you share a little bit? Um, well, just like our other two um, guests, I, I also grew up in a pastor's family. Um, <laughs> my dad, um, he pastors at a small local church in Irvine. Um, and I don't know, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I can't really relate to Caleb and Evan. I, I really liked church growing up, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, but I, I came to Living Hope, um, when I was a freshman in college and I just really fell in love with the community. Um, but I still wanted to continue to support my dad. So, um, so I, I'm kind of, um, you know, attending both churches, um, mm. but Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks, guys. And kind of cool to hear that we have a panel full of PKs. Um, for myself, I am not. <laughs> I've just been going to church pretty much my whole life. Uh, it was pretty fun for me, too. Kind of similar to Candice. Uh, but I had some definitely some ups and downs through it. But love it now. Currently serving a lot. As you guys know, we all go to church together. So it's really great to hear you guys your guys' background. 
And so a little bit about this topic, um, reason why we kind of want to talk about what's called common excuses is because when life gets so crazy and there are many of us who feel somewhat complacent or maybe comfortable with our faith, um, so when life does get busy or a little too loud, many of us have an excuse not to read our Bible, go to church, tune in online, maybe you want to sleep in a little bit instead of waking up early to do our devotionals or whatever it may be. Even when we know it's something we should do to grow our relationship with Christ, we don't do it. And I think we all fall guilty to that. And so I kind of want to pick your brains today to gather your thoughts on how you've either failed or overcame these daily battles of these common excuses. So the next question is, can you just describe a time when you wanted to or that you did make an excuse to not go to church? Evan, can you maybe share some two cents on what your thoughts are on? Yeah, um, I used to come up with (laughs) a lot of excuses growing up. (laughs) Um, primarily, I guess, uh, I mean, I went to a public school uh, before Biola and, you know, going to church on a Friday, you know, on a Sunday was not the popular thing to do or it wasn't the majority thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a lot of friends, you know, in the other circle, if you will, um, and always saying like, hey, you know, you want to go you know, see this movie or do you want to go watch the game or, you know, those type of things. I was kind of left out um, from those activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like having that happen, it was just like, I mean, yeah, I gotta go to church. And while maybe sometimes it was okay, I kind of like almost felt like I was missing out mm-hmm. um, being a part of that community in that uh, aspect. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's fairly easy to kind of succumb to that or fall into those excuses, especially for those around you who are also doing the same. Right. All right. Cool. And did anyone else want to add to that or have any kind of questions or concerns about that? Sweet. (laughs) And so how has the church been since COVID for you guys? Maybe it's harder to actively participate in the church. Maybe it's easier. So Caleb, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I guess I could give a little bit of background to start off. Um, I'm a fairly active member over at Living Hope. Um, just being um, being part of the ministries, having um, just the blessing uh, to kind of hand to have have a hand in different areas. Um, but you know, going into COVID, it was definitely a difficult transition. Um, everything going online. Um, I think something that I realized that's super funny is that it's a lot easier waking up, getting ready, and um, going over to church, like taking that 45 minute drive from my house to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to church is so much easier than waking up and just opening your laptop uh, yeah. to set up and attend service. Um, I don't know what, what it was. It's mm-hmm. hard to say, but I think it's to an extent, it's, it's missing that element of being with people, mm-hmm. being with the community, being with the body. There's something special about that. Um, yeah. And moving online, it just makes it so much more difficult. Um, there's mm-hmm. just this absence of space. There's this abundance of space in your room by yourself. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to stay focused. It's yeah. hard to stay engaged. Um, and I mean, that's why we go to church some, so many times. At least that's what I do. I mean, I go to church because that's where the people I love are. Mm-hmm. And when they're, they're not there and I'm by myself in the room, it's just, it gets tough, to be yeah. honest. So. Um, it definitely has been a hard transition in that way. But ever since um, 
things have slowly been opening back up and having your opportunity to go back, um, that's been a really big blessing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just, I think you grow to appreciate a little bit more um, of what it's, what a big difference it makes to have people around you and mm-hmm. to, to all of a sudden lose that. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. It's been pretty hard. Evan, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, for me, I had to move back home uh, mm-hmm. when this all picked up. And, and home is about a six-hour drive up north. Um, yeah, I mean, being a part of this church for, for so long and then having to suddenly kind of pick up things and go, yeah, um, it made it really difficult to, one, try to participate in the sense of, like, still you know catching up with people and checking in on them. Um, even being a part of, like, R2-8 you know, with live stream, kind of getting that going, kind of hitting the ground running uh, when all this came I guess unexpectedly um I guess in the, in terms of like participating um th- I mean I, I will commend like a bunch of churches for getting their you know streams on and and making sure that they have a, a means of communicating with uh, their congregation so I've been able to watch a ton of streams um, but at the same time the danger with that is it almost seems like tv where you can kind of just switch uh mm. through one church into another and it's like oh man this guy singing really good but then on this channel it was like someone's speaking really good here so it's almost like you're connected but you're still disconnected yeah and that need for being in person is is even more uh important than than ever before so for me it was like um almost desensitizing myself from going to church because it was just so easily accessible Mm. yeah i totally understand and for you like even though you were up north and you were kind of, like you said, a little bit separate. You were still serving in R2A. You know, you were on praise, I think, every Friday night um, for, like, the college ministry. And so how, if you don't mind me asking, like, how did you keep yourself motivated to continue to just serve? Well, to be quite honest, I thought it was a break. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but when uh, when Harry was like, man, we got to get, get this back on, um, <laughs> I was taking the challenge as it was. And it, it, it kind of challenged me to be more intentional with people that I serve with mm. um, in, in the way that we meet and the way that we message each other and, and kind of encourage ones to get like the pre-recorded worship. It, 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 it's possible now, but before it was like, holy moly, how do you do this mm-hmm. like every week um, and kind of taking for granted like, oh, we'll practice on Wednesdays and then we'll meet up on Friday early and kind of mm-hmm. bond that way. Um, I think shout out to praise team. You're amazing. <laughs> um, but when we first started meeting up, it was really hard to get to know some of the new recruits right. because I've never seen them before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know, <laughs> I didn't know Jacob was that tall, right? So it was kind of <laughs> like, man, I got to I gotta really be intentional with some of the things that I do mm-hmm. um, in order to grow with the team. Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely asked uh, a lot more than, than I guess usual. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. Serving during that time or during this time, um, it's definitely taken a toll for some people. And so it's really encouraging to kind of hear your side of it, you know, challenging yourself to be intentional in that sense. So thank you for sharing for that part. The next question um, is, how do you overcome a lack of desire to go to church or be active at church? You know, and what do you do when you don't want to go to church or be active? And so Candice, could you mind uh, sharing some of your thoughts for that? Yeah, um, I think that this is such a huge topic um, because, I mean, all of us um, 
sometimes don't want to go to church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even for some of, you know, even for those of us where church is a really huge, important part of our lives, um, it's still early on a Sunday morning, um, and it's still a lot of your time. Um, I think that this is where it's really important, actually, to start serving and getting involved, right? Because when you serve, that's when people depend on you to show mm-hmm. up. You know, you're supposed to show up at 9 a.m. to um, teach your kids at the kids' service, right? Um, so, etc. And so people expect you to be there. And I think that that is a huge accountability piece. Um, but not only that, but I really do think that once you start serving, that's the turning point when you really go from being a casual observer of the mm-hmm. church to being a part of the church's family, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, if you think about um, if you're having guests at home, um, you know, you have people over for dinner or something, you can like your guests, right? You can even love your guests, but you don't ask them to stay and help clean up with dishes, right? Or mm-hmm. help clean up afterwards, right? It's the family members who serve, And so I really do believe that you start to feel a sense of belonging in a community um, when you come to this place where of needing and being needed. Um, Mm. So that's kind of my initial thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. That was really good. I love that analogy that you have of family, you know, serving that sense. Caleb, what about your thoughts? No, yeah, that's that's crazy. Cantus, that you thought of family as like mm-hmm. the go-to analogy when it comes down to church. Um, thinking about this topic, that's kind of the first thing that came to my mind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of family. Um, for me, at least, my biggest drive, honestly, going to church that I realize now more than ever, like I said before, is just being around the people that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and reality is, is you know, gathering together in churches, we're, we're all gathering as Christians you know, through the blood of Christ, we're now brothers, brothers and sisters of the same kingdom, you know, mm-hmm. so we're, we're family. Uh, and, and for me, like the, the way I thought about it was, like, man, like, it's kind of like a, like a family reunion. You know, every week is like a family reunion. And I'm thinking about it, like, man, it really is like family reunion because you have that kind of that, that cool uncle, but you also have that super annoying aunt that pulls up too. You know, and then you have those other cousins that come in and you're like, dude, I don't want to hang out with some of these guys, you know, but um, it's family, right? You know, it's family nonetheless. But um, if you turn it, you know, at least for me, I was like, man, I can't keep turning this down time and time again. You know, mm-hmm. um, at least got to pull up to the, the family reunion on the Zoom, you know, <laughs> at least, you know, show my face, whatever it may be. At least do that. Um, at least that was kind of what it was for me. And I was like, man. Um, if this indeed is my church, if it, if it is indeed exactly what I, what I think it is, you know, a gathering of, um, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. then I gotta go, you know, that's, that's how I show my love and my care. And, um, that's how I do it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And Evan, what about you? Yeah. I'm just thinking about when, like we when I first started coming to Living Hope, I was super on the fence about coming out Mm. it's just because it was i think living hope was one of the biggest churches that i think it is the biggest church that i've ever attended actually been a part of and like it was super overwhelming in the beginning like Mm. man i did not know that many people could fit in in an auditorium but i guess (laughs) with that kind of getting over that hump of you know getting to know some of the people and getting connected one of the things i love about living hope is that uh, there's an emphasis on like the certain like life stage groups working together 
I think like once when I became a member, like we were with welcoming and hospitality team and you working, you weren't working with just like the other college students, you were working with like home builders, like primers and stuff like that. So you actually getting to know the church in its entirety rather than compartmentalizing yourself with just the students, with just the college people. And I think with that, that sort of transparency is, is so beneficial it's because then you get to know that <laughs> that crazy aunt or that really cool <laughs> uncle, if you mm-hmm. will. Like, that's one of those things that like you can't make up, you know? Yeah. Um, and those type of memories, you can't trade that for, I don't know, laying in bed, you know? Yeah. I, it's just one of those things that it, it it's so, it's really fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I completely understand that part too. And it's it's knowing and it's pushing past the uncomfortable part, you know, meeting new people, being in an unfamiliar space, knowing that on the other side, there's going to be a family who's going to love you, you know, good and bad times, though there might be, and there might be, like you said, some of those crazy aunts and uncles or weird cousins <laughs> here and there that you might think, but there's still so much good, like you said, Better than just laying in bed, getting extra few minutes of sleep, you know, a hangout or anything like that. There's a lot more um, deeper into it, especially when we're all going after the same thing, which is Christ. There's a kind of a deeper rooted um, love and connection there that I feel like a lot of people, a lot of Christians and even non-Christians look for. And so I think that's really great perspective that you guys have provided for it. And I know we say these things and it might sound easy for us to say, but easier said than done as always. So with our final question, how would you encourage someone who might be having, you know, these common excuses for not going to church or, you know, being active at church? Maybe Evan, if you want to start us off. I could try. Um, (laughs) I think one of the... Because we talk about these scenarios all, all the time. And there's a lot of things that come up. There's even message ser- uh, series on these things. And I think one of the things that we might kind of overlook a lot is the acknowledgement of that pain. Mm. Um, I think someone will like, rent, like, will not rant, but like kind of pour their heart out in front of you. And you're kind of hearing them. But then you go straight into the, oh, but here's what you can do. Um, mm. I think that kind of just devalues their situation and kind of like just makes it a common thing mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really big thing for a lot of people to experience just not wanting to be active at church or or in a community um i think hearing them out and uh and acknowledging that yeah i've been there too i think we all have uh, is the first step into kind of that recovery mode or kind of pushing them in the right direction to come back out um with that being said um it's not going to happen with just one conversation I think, mm-hmm. again, I, I talked about this earlier, right, with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, you know, be a part of a church or you want to be part of you can take small steps. You can kind of maybe stay for fellowship or kind of stay a little bit or ask someone to go with you. Um, reaching out, uh, there's no harm in that. Uh, I think it's, again, one of the most beneficial things. That's exactly what I did uh, when being on the fence uh, at Living Hope. And I didn't know if I wanted to stay here or not. And um, a bunch of people that were already members were like oh no you gotta come out i'll I'll drive you um i'll I'll pay for your food or those type of things like those um little i guess Mm. i don't know acts of love make a huge difference uh, to someone who doesn't feel like they're not a part of something you know Uh, making it known that like yeah you're new but like i want to really want to get to know you um or like you know sd you're not down dude i'm down like like let's do it maybe not maybe not now but (laughs) sorry uh, but, you know, those, those type of things that 
uh, make the, I guess, the community aspect so much more inviting and, and loving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. And Caleb, what is, you know, some of your words of advice or encouragements for someone who might be feeling these common excuses weighing them down? No, yeah. Um, you know, kind of piggybacking off of Evan a little bit. Um, I think right now there's just a lot of hurt. Mm. Um, and that can play out in, in so many different ways, um, at least for me. Um, for me, the experience I had from church and the pain that, it, you know, the church has caused me. I mean, reality is, like I said, the way I view church is family. And funny thing with family is that um, family really, that's the people that can really hurt you the most. Mm. You know, that's kind of the flip side of a family. You yeah. know, you yeah. give your heart and that's the reality of it. And um, what's difficult about that is, um, yeah, there is a lot of pain that comes with it. Um, and especially in these times, whether it was stemming from neglect, feeling like um, you're just kind of like thrown out there, you know, we're all behind a screen and man, like no one's hitting me up. No one's hitting me with the SD, you're not down. No one's hitting me with those. Mm-hmm. Or like, even how are you doing? You know, no one's doing any of those. Or even from the other side, um, you know, and I, I I, really, really admire Evan for the fact that he continued to serve um, all the way over from North Cal. Like, um, to continue to pour into his ministry at that time, it's so hard. And there's a lot of pain from burnout as well. Feeling like you're being used maybe at, at to an extent, you know, and there's, you know, and, you know, I feel that I feel that for those people, you know, there's, there's pain for sure. Um, and I, and I just, a little bit of encouragement, I guess, um, from my part and my experience is that, uh, it's okay. Mm. You know, I guess, okay. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be mad, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, you know, but take some time, you know, recognize that's how you feel recognize that those things have happened um Mm. and the next step beyond that which is a big step is uh the two things that come hand in hand is forgiveness and healing you know um they kind of they unfortunately they have to happen at the same time really (laughs) um so you know take time those things take time and that's okay no rush you know um and again like it is made up of the church is made up of sinful people by the same time there's there's a lot of grace Mm -hmm. i swear i promise there's a lot of grace um there are times you're not gonna feel it i'm not gonna feel it shoot evan candace i'm sure you guys don't feel it sometimes but um there is there is grace in church Mm -hmm. so um that's i guess that's a little bit of encouragement on my part and and I hope something that um, I, I would have given myself at that time as well. Mm. Yeah, thank you. That's good stuff. And last but not least, Candice, what is some of your words of encouragement or advice? Yeah, I, I really want to um, echo Evan and Caleb. Um, and, you know, I really want to speak to the people whose reason for not coming to church or not tuning in might be because maybe they were hurt um, by the church or someone in the church. Um, I, I want to speak directly to that, you know, brother or sister and, you know, just say that my heart really goes out to you. You know, um, I've been hurt too by the church. I don't know a single Christian who's 
been in the church for some time who hasn't been hurt mm-hmm. by the church, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus um, in the New Testament, he talks a lot about persecution, right? And I think in America, we think, well, that's not really something we go through, right? Because in countries where, you know, Christianity is illegal, persecution often comes from outside the church, like the government mm-hmm. or friends. But in America, um, and I think personally in my life, I think persecution in the church comes from within oftentimes, mm-hmm. right? The biggest experiences that I've experienced in my life, like the biggest hurts I've had in my life, they're not from people who aren't Christian, but from people who are, you know? And my encouragement to you um, and what sort of gets me through that is, you know, for the people who've hurt me in church, like that's why they're there, okay? Like the church is not a museum for sinners, it's not, I mean, it's not a museum for saints. It's a hospital mm-hmm. for sinners, like that old saying goes, mm. right? Oh, that's good. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I think that when people hear that phrase, when people hear that saying, they think of it in the context of like themselves, right? It's like, oh, well, you can't judge me, right? The church isn't supposed to be a museum for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. Yeah. And yet these same people are the ones that are going on, like judging other sinners who have hurt them, right? Okay, but like, the hospital of sinners, like that includes people who've hurt you. That includes people who have wronged you, right? Mm-hmm. They're at church because they need to be, because they need Jesus too, right? When you're in a hospital, like expect to meet people who are sick. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's one encouragement. And then, you know, my second encouragement is, um, you know, when when you are sinned against, right? Don't Don't think if, if I go to church, I might get hurt. No when you go to church, you will get hurt, you know, if you commit to a community, okay? Um, Like, so when you do get hurt, um, just know that Jesus truly understands, right? Mm -hmm. Being hurt by the people who were close to him, who were supposed to be closest to God, are absolutely, like, that is absolutely in his realm of suffering. He intimately Mm -hmm. knows what you're going through. Mm -hmm. He knows how you feel, right? We don't go to church for them. We don't go to church for those people who've hurt us or the people who, you know, make us feel judged or the people we think are hypocrites. Or we go to church for Christ, right? And even though we utterly betrayed him, he still chose to love us and mm-hmm. die for us. Doesn't, you know, doesn't that, doesn't that mean something? You know, can't we then extend that grace um, to other sinners, right? Mm-hmm. Not because they deserve it, but because we didn't deserve it, you know? I mean, I think that that's my, yeah, that's kind of my encouragement. Yeah. Wow. Thank you guys so much. This has been really insightful and really a blessing to kind of just hear everyone's experience, your heart behind this topic in itself. And for those who are listening, if you are finding and you're hearing and you're thinking that you yourself are coming up with these common excuses. Maybe it's not something so because of someone hurt you or you're just busy. Work happens, school happens, life happens, but you are still having these excuses, which could be valid. Um, but if we take a step back and we look, you know, Jesus didn't have <laughs> some excuses for this. And if he did, we wouldn't have salvation. And I know it's not possible for us to be Jesus, but like Candace said, it helps us to strive to be more like him, you know, taking up our daily crosses, fighting these daily challenges. And so what does that look like? It's 
we kind of have some steps that we've talked about. Whether it's addressing the pain, you know, finding what is the reason that's stopping you from going to church, getting plugged into a church, you know, tuning in, and then wanting it, wanting to go past and shifting your perspective to it being a family, you know, that we talked about, those crazy aunts and uncles, you know, the love that comes with the community. Um, and then maybe doing something, whether it's small steps, like Evan said, just maybe just tuning in, maybe just waking up a little early to do your devotional, maybe just cracking that Bible open a little bit. It's nothing grand, it's nothing big, but a little goes a long way. And I think in this way, when we are following and listening to these words of encouragement, it can really help in our situation. And for those of you who are not feeling this way, life is going great, you know, in church, you're well plugged in. Maybe this is a time for us to step back and think about those who are, those who are struggling. Maybe it's reaching out, being that cousin, being that brother or sister to reach out to them and help them during this time, because we also have a responsibility as being their family member. So I love how it's been challenging for both ends for us to listen to this. And I really hope that this was helpful for you, that you are challenged to go out there and do something or to just take a small step towards your faith and strengthening your relationship with Christ, rekindling that fire. And so that concludes this episode. And I'm really thankful for all of you guys for joining. Um, but if you are listening and you feel like we haven't covered something that you want to hear, or if you have questions, go ahead and leave a comment or email us at r28 at livinghopecc.org. So thank you all again for listening. And this concludes episode seven of Commission.